Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. A proactive recruiting plan trumps a reactive one every time. Like that uh, SEO play on words on Trump there. My name is Rick Gerard, and I thank you for turning in to the Higher Power Radio Show. The purpose of our show is to give entrepreneurs solutions to their most difficult hiring challenge. And our mission is to solve the help entrepreneurs solve those problems. My guest and I will drill down on some of the most challenging issues and provide proven techniques to help in effectively landing the most talented people to help your company grow successfully. Today, our guest is uh, Michael Krug. Michael leads talent acquisition operations for Hoke Hospital here in Orange County. And prior to that, he was a technical sorcerer over at SpaceX. His expertise is in building quality talent pipelines and developing effective recruitment and sourcing strategies through the use of technology and advanced analytics. So last week, our show, I don't know if you heard it, but we were focused on building a strong culture by injecting core company values into the hiring process, um, which is a great setup for today's show because one of the elements in culture, defining who you are a company, is also crucial in building a proactive recruiting process for your company. Um, today, we're going to talk about the advantages of a proactive process in building your company and how to do it with the least amount of pain possible. So, Michael, in, in your opinion, what exactly is kind of reactive versus proactive recruiting? Well, reactive recruiting is is really transactional in a sense where you're not anticipating what you need. It's what you need right now, not uh, in the future. Uh, so it could be uh, unexpected resignation or a leave of absence that you're not prepared to handle. Um, and then so everyone's... Uh, kind of running around with their hair on fire trying to get a position posted and sourced and get someone hired on board quickly. Uh, Proactive recruiting is where we pull a bit more thought and um, uh, strategy uh, behind our uh, recruitment plan, and that is looking at you know technology, understanding uh, what tools are available for us to uh, anticipate what the future staffing needs are, um, but also um, understanding why there is an anticipated need, uh, what are the key drivers, uh, and, and really getting down to the source of, of what a hiring manager is expecting to do and how they're going to do it. And that really adds... Uh, uh, a lot more value to the conversation where we can determine uh, what type of strategies we can implement to support their needs. Yeah, and absolutely. And it depends on the company's stage. I mean, both reactive and proactive are a crucial element in the hiring process no matter what, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about the most common platform of recruiting that recruiting companies use today, which is reactive recruiting, right? So, you know, how would you define reactive recruiting environment well you know there's no escaping a reactive recruiting environment everyone has to have uh, a a reactive uh, staffing need at at some point like i said things happen they're unexpected um but uh you know when it's appropriate you know it's i always think about it as uh, uh are you prepared to handle the reaction um, what's your response, uh, and how quickly are you going to react to that response? Um, and also knowing what tools and, and resources are available to support that reactionary need. 
and in a lot of environments, what you see here and and startups and even in large companies is that we uh, have a high use of contingency labor. So we have staffing firms that uh, can ramp up pretty quickly. They can onboard candidates much quicker than a a, a larger uh, corporation could. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, there's a there's a benefit there. There's a value to having uh, a reactive recruitment plan or strategy. Sure. And, and it's basically to build a pipeline quickly. Correct. There may be a project that needs to get off the ground running, or there may be a sales force that we need to build up and implement pretty quickly. Um, and sometimes most corp, most corp, corporate recruiting functions aren't sophisticated or aren't trained and developed to handle that type of bandwidth very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. So the answer is, you know, really when it's the most appropriate, when you when you've got a lot of jobs that you need to fill very, very quickly. Absolutely. I mean, you could go through a desktop refresh project or a uh, systems upgrade, um, or you're doing a move ad change and, and trying to deploy desktops in another location. And you're not going to have 20 to 30 desktop support people to go out there and implement, but um, you're You've got staffing vendors. You've got uh, other firms that can you know, do a statement of work and or provide contingent staffing needs quickly. So, so it's really more appropriate project-based work, in which needs get done pretty quickly, rather than when you're when you're trying to build knowledge-based workers for a full-time, you know. Full-time roles. Yes, yes, and no. It really depends on the internal resources you have available to you. So, if uh, you know you're in a human resource department or a recruiting department that has a small budget and only two FTEs to support 200 open positions, uh, you know it's good to have that extension of your internal recruitment department uh, to handle a lot of that um, high volume, uh, maybe even a lower skill set need. And I think it's crucial too that companies keep in mind that they don't have, let that need overwhelm their cultural fit or their their, their need to hire those positions um, overrule their ability to you know, their, their their judgment in in hiring the right people for the role. Correct. Um, you know, if, if done if done uh, in in a good way, uh, you know, any corporate recruiting team and who they partner with, um, you shouldn't sacrifice quality over speed. And if you have really good processes and good interviewing techniques, um, you should be able to apply that through uh, an F- a full-time employee position all the way to a, a contractor position, uh, no matter if it's a long-term need or a short-term need. You know, if you have good, consistent processes, uh, you never want to sacrifice quality and jeopardize the culture that you uh, you have as an organization. Okay. Yeah, most definitely. What point should a company like a company that's fully react ha- has a reactory uh, recruitment process? When should they shift toward a more pro- proactive mode? Wow, I think everyone's trying to find the the secret sauce on that one. Yeah. Um, but I can only tell you from from my experience, and that is uh, a lot of that starts with uh, the data. Uh, the supply and demand information that's available to you as a recruitment leader, recruiter, strategist, um, being able to advise your hiring managers based on what's available, what's out there, and what's realistic to deliver. Um, and sometimes, um, you know, if you're not focused on what's around the corner, uh, you're, you're going to struggle delivering what the hiring manager is looking for. 
Got it. Got it. Now, let's say you're an entrepreneur and you're building a company up, right? Should this process be built into the beginning? Absolutely. I think some organizations, especially in, in my startup experience, is that you know talent acquisition never has a seat at the table when it comes to those planning discussions. So whether it be a Q3 product uh, launch or a uh, an upgrade and uh, they're wanting to roll out a new system or technology, new process, well, uh, it would be in their best interest to include the people who are going out to find that talent. Sure. And so when we look at, you know, being able to be proactive and building those strategies, um, it's important to be there at the beginning so that we can advise and provide realistic uh, expectations. You know, I can tell you from, uh, you know, being in a healthcare environment, uh, you know, there's very limited uh, resources that are highly specialized in, in some of our nursing areas. And, um, you know, you, we have to uh, understand how long it takes to fulfill those needs, who's out there, wh- what's available, who our competitive landscape is, um, so that we can kind of bake that into our recruiting strategy. Got it. We're, we're speaking with Michael Krug right now. He's the uh, manager of talent acquisitions for Hogue. Yeah, about the importance of building a, a proactive recruiting process. And we just discussed the difference between the two methods. Um, we need to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about how to build out that uh, proactive recruiting strategy. Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. You're listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard, giving you access to recruiting techniques that will help you hire key talent to build your company towards real success. Rick is a recruiting executive and entrepreneur who's been successfully recruiting in the aggressive Silicon Valley technology landscape for the past two decades. After a very successful stint at Apogee, he founded Stride Search in 2012. Based on a lean efficiency model, Stride has uniquely positioned itself as a leader in retained search for the most critical talent hires within a small organization. Whether you're a startup executive or recruiting professional, by listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard, you will walk away with skills to help you attract and hire great talent. Now back to Higher Power with Rick Gerard. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Higher Power Radio Show, and I'm your host, Rick Gerard. So we're talking with Michael Krug, uh, Manager of Talent Acquisition Operations at Hogue, and we just talked about reactive recruiting. And now we're going to talk about the good stuff, how to implement a successful proactive recruiting strategy. So so really, um, when you start building a proactive strategy, I feel it's crucial to build it from the beginning to really minimize the, the cost of making bad hires and cutting in on the bottom line, correct? Mm-hmm. So what are the key elements to, to having a proactive recruiting strategy or to well, building one? Yeah, I think the, you know, the... The foundation of any proactive recruiting strategy is going to come down to uh, relationships. Uh, and we all know relationships are best on, based on trust and credibility and respect. Um, and so, uh, you know, what you can't always jump in with a, a turnkey solution based on analytics and 
predictive staffing models to uh, make something work. Um, because if your hiring managers don't know it and, and understand why you're doing it, um, you, you lose that uh, crucial buy-in. Uh, so it's important that you know your relationships um, are, are 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 you know you take a lot of time growing those. Yeah. Um, you know the other point is is data, and I always tell my team this is that you want to be the most prepared person in the room. Uh, no matter what meeting it is, if there's a staffing person involved, you want to make sure that you know your business better than anybody else. And so it's coming equipped with data to the party. And when you have uh, you know, turnover data, hiring data, leave data, separations, transfer data, uh, it adds more credibility to the conversation. So when you're trying to build that relationship, it, it really shows your hiring leader that you've taken time and energy to to learn their business, to understand what are the key drivers uh, from a staffing perspective that impact uh, you know their operations. Um, and then when you have that information, it's really about being a advisor. So, you know, we in recruiting, we suggest and advise. We we leave it up to the managers to uh, do and act. Um, and, and it's understanding what levers and strategies to, to either pull or to implement. Uh, and I think that really helps uh, a hiring leader um, understand, you know, what's available to them at their disposal uh, by partnering with their recruitment professional earlier on in the conversation, much later than, um, you know, down the road. Okay. So, you're an entrepreneur. You keyed on something that's really interesting, which is being the most prepared person in the room, right? You're an entrepreneur. You actually just started up a new company. You got a bunch of money, and now you're ready to hire. How do you prepare yourself for that? Because most entrepreneurs don't. You're absolutely right. Uh, you know, it's uh, a lot of companies, we're either pre-IPO tech startups, they want to scale quickly. They've got an, uh, a nice uh, round of series funding uh, that they're ready to burn through. And oh, a lot yeah. of that comes into human capital planning. Um, but, you know, from, from what I've seen is, is to ramp up quickly, uh, you really got to understand what the direction of the organization is going. Not just, I need a body now, I need 30 salespeople. Uh, if you don't understand the vision and the mission and what you're trying to accomplish, how are you going to effectively communicate that to the people that you're trying to recruit? Yeah. Um, but you do have to have different, different uh, levers and resources available to you when you're trying to grow quickly, whether it be staffing agencies, retain search firms, uh, name generation companies, um, you name it. Um, I think those are all kind of uh, built into that proactive approach. Okay. So planning is key here then, right? So they've got to take the time to sit down and figure out what they want, who might be the best people for what they need, and and work with their team to to actually work through their networks and then kind of branch out from there, correct? Yeah, I mean, planning is absolutely critical because then, you know, if you're, if I'm a nursing director, like I'll give an example, uh, a generic example. If I'm a nursing director and I need a critical care nurse out there, but you know that there's, um, you know, there's only so many critical care nurses out in a geographic location and based on what you need, this is how long it's supposed to take to fill those positions. Not just fill it, but also orient and onboard that position so you're, your normal fill rate of 25 days could be now 65 days or 90 days. And so being able to kind of be prepared in that planning process to educate and raise awareness around what that hiring roadmap will look like is just going to make things a lot more harmonious in that relationship. Got it. Got it. So you had mentioned me before, 
um, that being preemptive and actually building up pipelines before the roles are even open is pretty important. It, it is. Uh, I think if you, what I see most common today and, and even in my previous careers and pre-IPO tech startups, and that is, you know, HR is almost inclusive. We, we are, we work in silos and, and even in interdepartment areas where we don't have access to bits and pieces of information. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's almost tough to, uh, you know, you're kind of, you're begging, you're pulling, you're, you're fighting for information so that you can build long-term strategies. Um, but it's, you know, when, you, when you're shifting to a proactive model, you've got to have uh, that data. You've got to understand, um, you know, what's available to you. But also looking at the data, we look at turnover, transfer, separations, leaves. That was uh, we, going to be my next question. Yeah, what's your sources of data? So Yeah, it's, it's, it's really finding out um, wh- why is that business there in the first place? How do they operate? How do they, how do they generate revenue? Um, and so when you have all those components together, you can start to predict exactly how many hires they need to have over a certain amount of time in order to break even with their staffing levels, but also produce the type of outcomes that they're trying to accomplish. Uh, and I think you know having all that information uh, is, is going to help a recruitment professional be successful. Okay, got it. What, what do you find is kind of the of the most effective way to build up this process? Maybe two or three points of, of things that somebody can pick off that would really they could implement today. Yeah, you know, it's what are you what are you hoping to accomplish? Um, and you know, it's um, people, process, and service are like the really key ingredients where you look at what things you need to know in order to develop an effective uh, sourcing or recruitment strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding what you're looking for, uh, supply and demand. Um, the process in which you acquire or find that staff, is there a standardization within the interview and selection tool? How are you assessing candidates? How are, is the interview process going? What's the hiring and onboarding process like that? So if you don't understand the process, uh, it's really hard to make sure that you, you know how to build a proactive strategy. Yeah. Uh, and then service. Um, how, how are you, not only you being measured as a recruitment professional from a service standpoint, um, but also how is the hiring manager being evaluated? Uh, and, you know, are they, is it about attention, retrition, uh, employee satisfaction, um, employee engagement scores, patient satisfaction? Um, what are some of those things that, uh, from a service perspective, that are kind of stitched into that strategy that help not just add transparency across the whole continuum of the recruitment process, but also we can measure and refine over year over year to get better. Okay, great. So what type of results should somebody expect from a a proactive process? So from my side, when I'm working with companies, a lot of my clients can expect, like, for example, maybe a four-to-one or five-to-one interview to placement ratio. What do you see on your end in, in the environment that you have? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, what we've seen by being prepared and understanding, uh, spending a lot of time in that intake session uh, and, and being involved in the planning process, uh, we've seen a really good 
filtering process when it comes to our applicant to interview and our interview to hire ratios. I'm not going to go over the specifics, but yeah. that's, those are a couple things that you can see immediately Got it. Um, by not just uh, understanding the requirement, but understanding the process. Um, faster response times when it comes to time to fill. Uh, we've seen, you can see immediate results in that uh, depending on what type of level, um, but also in, in quality too. You look at uh, retention, first-year hires and separations. You look at performance. Um, you look and at those are crucial those for are abs- company building. Absolutely. For sure. Right. All right. Well, we're just about a, out of time for now. Michael, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy oh, day to, for to uh, share some ideas with us. Um, now, if somebody would like to get in touch with you, how do they reach you? Well, you can uh, reach me at uh, michael.krug, K-R-U-G, at hoag.org. And you can connect with me on uh, LinkedIn. Excellent. Excellent. Now, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, I want to give a quick thanks to our engineer, Paul Roberts, our producers, Joan Park, Shanti Ryle, and our executive producer, Kim Iverson. Um, Do tune in next week as our guest will be the world-famous Peter Lefkowitz. He's a legendary recruiting trainer and creator of the Morgan Methodology Recruiting. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and this has been the Higher Power Radio Show. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.